When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Um, I want to talk with you about... Jason Momoa saw this story. So he was interviewed by the New York Times. Never heard of it. Yeah. Look at it. And here he got a little perturbed by a question. So there was a writer who asked Jason Momoa if he regrets his controversial Game of Thrones scenes as Khal Drogo and if he would do one now. Now, if you didn't watch the show, I've never seen an episode. So you guys, Don, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So he it, starts out as kind of a mean guy. Right? Did he yeah, he's start a out warrior. As- he's like the ki- he's like the King. chief warrior, and um, they are brutal people. Okay, so They're just like this is a fantasy world. P.S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so, here's what they were taking him to task on, or asking maybe about. Maybe the I sex say. scenes. They say if you didn't watch the show, the scenes in question are ones depicting sexual assault. Yes. Okay, so Jason responded saying it was important to depict how the character is. And he added, quote, I've never really been questioned about, do you regret playing a role? We'll put it this way. I already did it, not doing it again. Well, that apparently didn't sit well with him because he ended up circling back to it. Uh-oh. During Cor- the interview? Corporate email talk. Let's circle back. He circled back to it at the end of the interview. And he said, quote, it just feels icky. Putting it upon me to remove something there are producers, writers, directors. You don't get to come in and be like, I'm not doing that because this isn't kosher right now and not right in the political climate. But I would say, and I appreciate like they're having a the dialogue about it, and that's all cool. Um, but I thought that that was a statement, and tell me if you feel differently about it. I thought that was a real statement of weakness slash, I'm going to use this liberally Whoa. here, victim language. So, you know, when you talk to someone and they're like, well, I have to do this and you really break it down. It's like you don't have to. You have a choice when you do that. Then you make these choices out of like a place of weakness that you've created in your own head as opposed to I'm going to make a choice. So when you say there are producers, writers, directors, you don't get to come in and be like, I think that phrasing of it is I chose not to come in and say this doesn't feel right in this political climate because you are the actor, you are your own business. And if you don't want to do something, then you come in and say it might mean you lose your job. But that it's not like, what do you want me to do? Come in. You know what I'm saying? That reads to me I as do. a position of weakness. I kind of like what he said, actually. Okay. And <clears throat> I like it because the the producers and the writers and the directors aren't being held to the same standard that the star is. He's just reading someone else's words and acting someone else's vision. Yeah, but they don't have a gun to his back. I think right? it's, but it's... that that role was so important, it made him a star. Do you know what I mean? Like that role really put his name on the Hollywood map. Yeah. 
And I think he knew that that was going to be a big role. I mean, there are so many stories out there, like Handmaid's Tale. I don't think anyone's talking to um, the people. Elizabeth Moss. Or, or the the actors that are being the, the, the oppressors. Yes, the commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He was in West Wing. Um, Martin people, Sheen? No, close. <laughs> Martin Sheen, the oppressor. <laughs> but, I mean, nobody's saying, like, no, it's a how totally could you take a that good role? reference. That's exactly the same kind of thing. It's just... It's an assault. Yeah, I mean, these women are being assaulted at pretty much every other episode. Sure. Because... I don't know if you know the story of The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Okay, so basically the birth rates are so are suffering and so they take these fertile women mm-hmm. and they have to go through the the women who are still fertile have to move in with a commander and his wife and they basically impregnate the woman and then have to give up their child to this couple. And it's like the same thing. You don't, I don't know. I I feel like it was a weak question on the part of the interviewer. See, now I feel differently in that, to Jason Momoa's credit, he's right. There are other people involved. It's not like he went in and improv a scene of sexual assault. Right. But um, he was, he said yes to portraying it. So I feel like it's a fair question that way, but also true at the same time. A question worthy of asking to the writers, the directors, all of but that. But they weren't there at the time. But they weren't there at the time. And so then when you act, but then that's why you get paid more than the writers, too. You get to be the face of it. And so you end up dealing probably with some questions that you... That make you uncomfortable. Wouldn't want to um, deal with alone. I think... I, okay, so how do I say this? I, I think that Jason Momoa felt like they were questioning his character. Because he like his character as a human, as a human being, right? Which isn't fair on the show. And I think he was just saying that's not that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like when you're an actor and you're in a role, you have signed up, you read the script, you choose. Am I doing it or not? And so I feel like it's a fair question, but I get that he would feel like, why am I the only one? Yeah. being asked yeah. about that. But I think, you know, I, I don't know. It feels like, you know, you could have gone about it a different way and your response if we're really like critiquing how he responds. Um, like, the, I just think that there are producers, writers, directors, you don't get to come in and be like, I'm not going to do that. That's the whole nature of accepting a role in acting, sure. though, is am I Fair. going to do that or not? I get what you're saying. But I'm sure you get a new script every week and then they say this is what it is. So it's it's not like signing up for a movie, right? With a with a TV show, it's tricky because there's a new script that's written all the time, right? And then you come in and find out, oh, this week I'm dead, which probably happens. Right. So if so I it were is him, I, I would have said something more like, you know, why don't you take that up with George, George R. 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 Martin, Martin yes. whose vision this is? Yeah, I feel like that's a cop out though too. I mean, I I you're I, just saying answer the question. I would well, yes. You get to answer it too. You can't just totally shift it to George R. R. Martin, who wrote all of this. He certainly, that's a worthy question to ask him. But if you said, yes, I'll do it, I mean, that's a moment where you decide, do I want to portray this or not? Because th- these yeah. roles, these choices sure. are forever tied to you in TV and 
movie history. I also want to make a comment since I watched the whole series and read the books that you have to have that arc. It's a whole arc. It's not just one scene where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, he's being bad right here. It's an arc of the character where he is a... I mean, the whole tribe, they are brutal warriors and they like in battle, they do crazy things and and they kill each other to be the king. So you've got this arc of him just being like, well, this is what I do with my wife, my new wife that I bought. And then you see them actually fall in love with each other. And it's like a really at the end of the story, he's changed. And so it's like a beautiful relationship. And I know that that sounds weird because that's not the way the real world works, you know, but um, it's a fantasy world. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't know. So I, it's like, does it go pretty? I wonder, I've never seen it, but I wonder if some of the, the New York Times, their question was rooted in how graphic it was. You know oh, me. Yeah, it was. It is. I mean, she teaches him a different way to do things that isn't so brutal, if you get what I mean. Sure. Where a woman has more control over the sexual encounter. I mm. now feel uncomfortable. Well, I tried to really make it. it very clinical there. So. <laughs> well done, Dawn. Well <laughs> done. <laughs>